The Syrian conflict seemed to spill onto the web yesterday. A group calling itself the Syrian Electronic Army claimed responsibility for hacking the Twitter account of the Associated Press. The hackers posted a false tweet on the account about supposed explosions at the White House that briefly sent stocks tumbling on Wall Street before the AP could shut its Twitter handle down. Jillian York is with the Electronic Frontier Foundation. She's been following the Syrian Electronic Army. So, uh, Jillian, they claimed responsibility for these hacks. Technically, they're known as fishes. Um, But how do we know they actually did it? We don't know that they actually did it, but they've claimed credit for it. It it does fit the pattern of the previous attacks that they've conducted. It sounds like an obscure group. Who are they? What, What do they want? They're a group that is supportive of the Syrian government, uh, possibly funded or or controlled by the Syrian government, but that's not totally clear to us. And they essentially, their goal is to get their name out there and get their side of the story out there. They've they've said that the mainstream media is not reporting on the Syrian conflict accurately, and they aim to get what they deem the truth out there. What's the evidence that Bashar al-Assad's government does support them? A couple months after they emerged, the President Assad uh, referred to them in a speech in June 2011, basically calling them uh, an electronic army that's a real army in virtual reality. So we don't, while we don't know if they're funded or, or you know, directly controlled, um, we definitely know that they have the support of the Syrian government. Now, two weeks ago, uh, the group took over a BBC weather Twitter account and an Al Jazeera website, and they flooded it with pro-Assad propaganda. Why this tactic? Why go after these uh, news organizations? Yeah, there have been some other strange ones as well. Um, Going after the mainstream news organizations, I think, is clearly just a way for them to get widespread attention, and it's worked so far. But they've also gone after smaller sites, um, including, I think, radio station in San Diego, um, you know, the BBC Weather Channel. And to me, that's evidence that they're distributed in the same way that Anonymous is a distributed group. What does a distributed group actually mean? So Anonymous has said many times that Anonymous is not unanimous, and that means that they've got all sorts of differing opinions throughout the group. And the Syrian Electronic Army seems to be the same way. Um, I've seen over the past couple of years groups on Facebook, for example, promoting the Australian Brigade of the Syrian Electronic Army or, and things like that, which you know says to me that there are a number of different types of hackers working on this project. And a number of different types of hackers all over the world? Are they centralized in one place? No, it definitely seems that they are all over the world. There's clearly some in Syria, but there are also plenty of supporters living outside. And uh, do you know about their affiliation to uh, the Syrian government at all? Uh, yeah. So originally, when they or when they first emerged, some researchers found that their initial website was registered with the Syrian Computer Society, which was, in fact, run by Bashar al-Assad uh, before he became president. And I think that they found that it's, you know, the only group of this type that's registered on a government network. And so, you know, we've seen groups like this in Bahrain, in China, you know, sort of working on the pro-government side, potentially paid by the government. But in this case, this is the only one that has a clear affiliation. And the Syrian Electronic Army, have they said anything about how they would like the conflict in Syria to be uh, to be covered, to be characterized? Uh, yeah. So so in a recent interview, they said that their mission was to defend their proud and beloved Syria against a bloody media war. And so they take the same stance as the Syrian government that this is either a media or a proxy war, that it's not something that the Syrian people actually want. So are these hacks or these fishes, as they're technically known, are, are they truly enough to draw attention to the conflict in Syria? I mean, do, do they feel people aren't paying enough attention? Is it getting them the attention they want? 
Uh, it is, but I, you know, I'm not sure that their particular uh, tone or style works on their intended audience. I'm not sure that you know people looking at the BBC Weather Channel, for example, or following the AP Twitter feed are, are necessarily going to be swayed to their side. I mean, it does seem like a major disconnect to kind of hack into the, the AP Twitter feed and say something about explosions at the White House instead of talking about Syria. Yeah, yeah, that one does. Um, and that's what makes me suspect that they are distributed because, you know, some of their fishes or hacks have been really incongruous with others. Jillian York is director of International Freedom of Expression at the Electronic Frontier Foundation, in which specializes in free speech issues in the Arab world. Thanks so much for your time. Sure, thank you.